All right, Veloce, welcome back to Talking Points with our post-race show today, talking all about the Styrian slash Steiermark Grand Prix, whatever you want to call it. Welcome to everyone who's listening on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to everyone who's watching on YouTube. And thank you, big up, 100K. 100K, 100,000 subscribers. Finally, finally we've hit it. But 74% of you watching, according to our analytics, are not subscribed to the channel. So go down, make sure that little red button is grayed out for us. We'd appreciate it. So Aldas, mate, Steiermark, Styrian Grand Prix, I guess we've kind of got to start at the front, haven't we? We've got yeah. to start with the fact that I'm pretty sure I remember Toto Wolf saying this, that this is the first race in a very, very long time where they genuinely felt they were just outpaced this weekend. Lewis had no answer for Max and Max kind of quite comfortably won the race, didn't he? I mean, firstly, a brilliant weekend by Max Verstappen at his... Smashed one it. of his three home Grand Prix. He's got technically another one coming up he as well. So it. yeah, a great weekend by uh, by Red Bull. And yeah, just Mercedes never really had the pace. I mean, Lewis, I think no. finished fastest in like FP3, but that was it. And I think he said two or three tenths just all weekend. Yep. And even in the race, he was he was pushing. I think at one point they mm. cut to him just out of nowhere, just a lot, kind of live cut to him. And he was on the ragged edge. So he was pushing all the way, but it, Max it? had it covered. I mean, he was out of the, out of the DRS window, out of the pit window. And I mean, he was probably coasting it. I mean, I think all things considered, Mercedes Mercedes didn't do too much wrong this weekend. I, yeah. I think as 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 a team, obviously, Bottas had his very unfortunate pit lane spin, which put him back to starting P five. He did out qualify Lewis. I've got yeah. you've got to give credit where credit is due to Valtteri this weekend. I think all things considered, he had a pretty solid weekend. Out qualified Lewis, came back to third, beat Perez, who's arguably in a quicker car at the moment. But again, there's just the pace. It's just it's very strange, isn't it? Just to all of a sudden see this change where Red Bull just seem to have taken this step and Mercedes have said they've stopped development of the car. Yep. Like, are, are they going to be able to mount a title fight? Because at this rate, I don't know. I mean, Mercedes are now on the back foot, which I really like because we've seen them comfortable. Love I it. mean, they've been dominating for seven years. Yeah. And for sure, 2017 and 2018, there were moments where Ferrari were really strong, but Red Bull are now in the hot seat. And what's really interesting is now the pressure is maybe a little bit more on Red Bull. I mean, they cannot choke this championship away, especially mm. after the car that they've got now. And Mercedes are not bringing upgrades. This is not something that they, that they decided at the beginning of this year. This is months and months in advance. They are fully focusing on 2022. And one of the things now, someone threw this out on Twitter. So a bit of a conspiracy is that oh there is that sliding development. So the person who is in second in the constructors after the 1st of July <laughs> gets more time to the to the person in first. So are Mercedes, I mean, this is obviously just, obviously this is no, but are Mercedes playing those mind games? Are they judging what, it so that they for have- like 0.2% It's 5%, 5% more wind tunnel time. Really? I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if they go on a massive run after the 1st of July yeah. and all of a sudden, there, I mean, are they, have they played this perfectly? But yeah, well, of course, I'm just joking. It's not like that. But <laughs> or is it? Or is it? Anyway, is but it? the point is, Red Bull were really great, and it was. But there was still that gap between. There was a really big gap between mm. Bottas and Perez and Verstappen and Hamilton. So mm. I think for Valtteri, it was a good weekend. It was a good save weekend by Mercedes to finish second and third. I don't think it's too bad, especially looking at where Red Bull were. But but to be fair, Perez probably should have jumped yes. Bottas, but he had a poor pit stop. And that kind of sport it because I think it was a good five, maybe six second stop. I yeah, think it 5. was around that. six or something. And that was enough for, you know, Perez to not, I think, I think Bias did the, the undercut kind of worked out for him. And obviously he was catching, if we'd have had one more lap, I'd have loved to see one yeah. more lap. 
Perez attacking Bottas. That would have been because we haven't really seen that. We've seen we've not really seen any kind of Perez's races that have worked out really well. A lot of it's been strategy and he's just been able to kind of utilize that pace of that car relative to cars that are slower than. But we haven't really seen him on the attack. Yes. I'd have loved to have seen that. Most of it, most of uh, Perez's big performances have been conservative, just saving the tyres, having the pace mm. towards the end, not really bolting on a, fr a fresh set of new soft tyres and, and then it. going and chasing yeah. someone down. But again, he was half a... Well, Perez said he was half a lap away. I think he would have took him because he was right on the back of Altu. But overall, yeah, I think Red Bull would be a little bit disappointed. It wasn't a great weekend from Sergio Perez. I think we have to now, we have to now rate him uh, uh, with Max Verstappen, Lewis and Valtteri. So it may be... Yes, he did miss out, but he also got stuck behind Lando just a little bit too long at the beginning of the race. But nevertheless, I think, I mean, they still gained points, points on Mercedes, yeah. so it was a good weekend overall. That's the one thing he kind of missed out qualifying behind Lando. Yes. Um, but Lando did a fantastic job, obviously. Yeah. Once again, I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a bit more about Lando. Yeah, we'll talk about Lando. But like, I mean, it, honestly, like qualifying ahead of a Red Bull as well. That's one thing. Just Sergio, once he gets his quality sorted... I think Red Bull constructors. Although it was very close, I think at one point, it. I think at one point it was like four tenths the margins separated. Were tiny. Yeah, it was like the top ten or something like that. So it was but very it's the close. shortest track of the year as well. Yeah, so it's like just six, over six a minute or something. Yeah, it's crazy. But um, what we need to talk about as well, because this one was really, this was again big talk on Twitter, the fact that Charles <laughs> got driver of the day, which no, is a popularity contest. But we'll talk all in all about the Ferrari recovery because Science had a poor quali, Charles had a pretty good quali, Science. Come back 12 to 6. Charles, 7 to back, pretty much. Back to 7. I mean, what did you make of Ferrari's weekend overall? Because there was a lot going on. They had a pretty busy one, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, they were all over the place, but they needed this one, especially after Paul Ricard when they just mm. shredded their tyres. Carlos Sainz, I mean, I just keep getting impressed by him. He, he did a fantastic job, and I don't know how Charles Leclerc won driver of the day, because, yeah, I get I, I get the point that he made his way back, he pulled off a few, uh, pulled off a few overtakes there and there, but at the end of the day, he only he finished exactly where he probably should have been in the first place. So I don't really see the driver of the day. If anything, Carlos Sainz, who started behind him and finished in front of him and had a really good pace. I mean, he was chasing down Lando yeah, Norris. He, and he even retook he Lewis Hamilton, who kind of overtook him because of blue flag. So he, he had that mad Flat pace. Up. So Carlos Sainz, he was my driver of the day, to be honest. Up yeah. there with the... Uh, up there with uh, Sir Lancelot, who we'll talk about a little bit later as well. But Ferrari needed this in general. It was a good fight back from Charles Leclerc. But on a bigger topic, I'm getting... A little bit worried about Charles. He's frustratingly brilliant to watch because he is so quick mm. again, unbelievable. But these mistakes are creeping in. And throughout 2020, I kind of gave him a pass because he was still delivering. And I thought that it was just a bad car. He's obviously overdriving it, trying to get the maximum out of it. But he does have a good car. This is not a yeah. great car, but he does have a good car in 2021. And we're still seeing these mistakes. We're still seeing him crash in Monaco, uh, pull off a really bad move against Pierre Gasly, ruining uh, ruining his race. So, mm. yeah, he needs to get these mistakes out because what's to say when he's fighting for a driver's title against Max or Lewis, they don't creep back in. Yeah, you, you can't argue that Charles is like raw pace and raw potential. Oh, and he has proven it on numerous occasions. But you are right. He is liable to a bit of a mistake every now and then. Look, a lot of the greats are. I think that he will get that. Like, again, you could say the same about Max. I think Max has got to a level of maturity now where, yes, he's still young, but he's been in the sport for a very long time. Such a long time, And yeah. imagine, imagine like five, but when did you, 2016, wasn't it his first race? Um, 2015. For, for Red Bull, it was Red his Bull, first race. Yeah, I'll 2016. Forget, I'll forget about Toro Rosso. He's been in the sport yeah. for so long. Imagine going back, going back four years and saying Max Verstappen would be one of the most consistent drivers on the grid. 
He was Crash Stappen. Laughed your head off. Yeah. And I think I think Charles is, is you know, he's always had that raw pace, but he's kind of, yeah. I, I think he'll get those niggly little incidents out of his system, I'm sure. Yeah, but time. I do want I've to mention faith. something. He seems to be getting away with so many incidents. I mean, I'm How not sure. he didn't get a penalty, I do not understand. Just because it was a first lap, he still it, that's went the only, wide. That's why, that's the, that's the only reason. Yeah, but he still went wide at the end of turn one. And I actually think that they should put a little gravel trap just on the outside of that curb at turn oh, one. Oh, that a massive would cause problems. There's too many people going <laughs> wide because he went wide and they Everyone just- Everyone does it, Exactly, yeah. so, and I-, I I'm not starting a conspiracy, but he seems to be getting away with just a few little incidents, too, too many incidents, in my opinion. What is going on, FIA? But I mean, look, I, I don't. I, I've heard this the whole like they, they they're more lenient on first lap incidents than they are. Like I think it's Charles in particular. I, There's just something there. I don't know. I, I, I don't necessarily <laughs> buy that one, but but they have said that that they're more lenient on first lap, yeah. which I think is a load of nonsense. I think if you've you know he's, he ruined Pierre's race. Pierre was looking for a great race. And I turbo-drivered Pierre on my fantasy league. So I'm extra upset, okay? It's all about Tomo I as usual. I don't know why I took it off Lando. That's why they should have given the penalty because I of you. I don't know why I took it off Lando. But, but also, yeah, shout out as well, Carlos Sainz. Because in yeah. terms of pure, just, I, he had poor qualifying. Yeah. You can't, you can't ignore that. Um, so that obviously, that's why he had to come back from P12. He shouldn't have been there in the first place. But purely based on that race performance. Obviously, yeah, Ferrari at pace. It's looking good for next weekend because obviously it's a double header. Ferrari again. Yeah. If they can have a good quality performance, I think Lando might struggle to keep him behind him. Yeah, I still think Ferrari have a chance to finish in third place in the constructors, but they need to get there together. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Definitely, definitely. Well, all right, Aldas, I know this is a sore subject oh. for you, mate, but it's a sore subject for many people watching and listening. The famous curse... George Russell was running P8. Yes. Was he ahead of Fernando? And chasing down. He was pressurizing Fernando yeah, Alonso. You're right. Fernando was ahead at the, the front of the train, wasn't he? George yeah, was behind him. Yeah, I think it him. was Stroll, Fernando, and then George. Yeah, because Stroll, yeah. So so the Alpines didn't have much pace this weekend. Clearly, Fernando did a worldie to get it into Q3, let alone yeah. stay in the points. Like, phenomenal. Um, that car clearly didn't have pace. He was front of the train. Russell was catching him. And a couple of little sniffs. A little, yeah. And then all of a sudden he's in the pits and they're faffing about on the right-hand side of the car. Uh, yeah, pneumatic problem. And he yeah. came in another... So the pit stop took about 30 seconds because you could see on the side, I think it was on the right side, oh. they were filling it up and then he had to come in again. And yeah, I think he did like three the pit stops in the end. The man can't catch a break. He he's really cursed. Can't. He, he's actually cursed. This is legitimate now. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, I feel sorry for Williams quite a bit because this would have been huge. Also... Mm. If you kind of, obviously there's loads of ifs and buts, but had the race played out and he would have finished maybe even ahead of Fernando Alonso, but in, and also maybe in front of Yuki Tsunoda, I think Williams would have moved a, a, ahead of uh, Alfa Romeo. I mean, that would have been a massive... they've only got two points. Exactly. And I think the two Alfa Romeos both mm. finished in 10th and because George would have finished in 9th or maybe even 8th, that would have put them ahead of Alfa Romeo. That is huge. But so yeah, the Williams side is bad, but I think for, for George Russell, look, the performance was there. Yes, That's people, what matters. People like Toto Wolf, they're going to know exactly what, what George did yet again. I mean, mm. he was, in a way, it was a blessing in disguise not to make it into Q3 because then he had the soft tyres and was still able to make it up the grid because of Yuki's uh, penalty. But what a performance. I mean, he wasn't just going backwards in the race. He was attacking Fernando mm. Alonso. He had the pace and he could have scored points and... Oh my God. I mean, that's again. arguably, arguably, two driver of the day performances in a row in a row because he was p12 last weekend this and, one and with bottas getting the penalty in the pit lane i'm just saying no just stirring the pot a little uh, the, bit so, literally i think will buxton literally asked george <laughs> about like how do you feel seeing like, no struggle 
which is a bit on the bit on the nose from Will. Um, I, I like it though. I like it. Look, That's what I'll do. And, and and I tweeted about this as well because I, I I look I get people like oh George Russell bottle because he doesn't got any points. Like I'm sorry, like that whether he's, whether or not he scored points is completely arbitrary as far as I'm concerned. He was P12 last weekend in one of only ten races of all time that have had yeah. no DNFs. Yeah. Like. What, so if the top four all DNF at the end of the race and he gets P8, does that mean he's had a better... No, it's, it's the same performance. And that's what I mean. Like, that's what you're saying about Toto. Like, he's going to be seeing these amazing performances from George Russell. We have to respect... Pulling out in this Williams, which I'm sorry, is a, is not is not the car. It's yeah. easily the bottom t- one of the bottom two cars. Maybe it's slightly better than the Haas. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's not. We have to respect the speed and the performance, not just the points, but the result mm. itself. I mean, yeah, he's Phenomenal. had great two back-to-back weekends. And the only thing I did say to that is that because I rate him so highly, I have to put him on that level with Leclerc mm. and Verstappen. That's just me. I don't give him a pass just because he's at the back of the grid. I'm not expecting him to win the race, by the way, but I mean, when the points are there and he does need to deliver, I'm not talking about this weekend. Now he does need to he does need to deliver them because if he is an exceptional driver like I think he is, the exceptional ones, they always get that point it when, it's, come. when it presents them. It should come because, again, like we're bigging him up because we like we both back him. We both think he's a great driver. And, you know, those opportunities, again, he was very, very unlucky. He's been unlucky numerous he times. He's also, he has bottled it numerous he times has. as well. Yep. Don't get me wrong, like these things happen, but, you know, drivers do. And that's just the reality of the situation. But, but talking of good drives, yeah. before we get into the head-to-heads, there's a few particular performances I felt we need to kind of cherry pick out and and maybe not drivers of the weekend necessarily but first of all Lando Norris yet again in the points yet again best of the rest I like there can be no there could be no conversation now clearly Lando is top tier he is top tier he is top tier he's delivering consistently for McLaren he's the reason they're P3 in the and constructors. he's still ahead of Bottas. He's he carrying that still team. Still ahead of Bottas. Unbelievable. Like, what a weekend for Lando. Didn't put a foot wrong, did he? I mean, it was just rinse repeat from the last episode. He's absolutely smashing it. And I'm one of those people that came into this season saying that he, I was not one of those that said 100% he's guaranteed future world champion. He needs to beat one of these big drivers assigned to Ricardo. That is it. Conversation over, in my opinion, unless, you know, he's going to continue this throughout the season. There's no doubt. So yeah, conversation over for if me. McLaren, if he gets the car. If McLaren can give him the car in 22. Oh, he's unbelievable. And I if anything, know. the funny thing is Excited. now in the interviews, and I think he mentioned this, he's almost getting a little bit like, yeah, another P5, you know, it doesn't almost feel this special because people are yeah, expecting yeah. podiums. And I think it's just that, it's just that competitive edge in him. He, now he knows that he's uh, third season in, he's now properly all mm. there. He's got the speed, he's got the experience as well. And he's his own man. He is ready now to challenge for a world title. And with Ricardo now struggling, there is no doubt who is leading that team and who's carrying that team on his back. It says a lot that both in the driver of the day, I think the official F1 driver of the day and the polls that I put out as well, Lando wasn't even featured in the top three, even just though... just expect it. Yeah, because it's become expected now. Yeah. If, if this was a one-off um, for, for for Lando like two years ago, he'd easy winning driver of the yeah. day. Like qualified, ended up P3 in quali, thanks to Bottas' penalty, Man. bringing it home P5. Unreal. Another individual who deserves a big shout out. Big. Lancelot, Mr. Lance Stroll. Qualified, got into Q3. Yeah, I, I, I thought he'd have a good weekend. I thought he'd have a good weekend. Qualified P10, finished P8. I mean, first of all, if you have not seen his first lap, 
Go and find it on YouTube, Twitter, where, wherever you have to find it. Just go and watch it because yet again, I mean, he is just a bit... Him and Giovinazzi are like the first lap like experts. But they are, just they are. always seem to go forward. Well, except for Gio this Fernando, race, but, Fernando as well, to yeah, be fair. Yeah, Fernando as well. He's one of those, but... Fernando had a great start. Yeah, but I mean, this... Again, for me, driver of the day was either Carlos Sainz or, I mean, Lance. He was incredible. He had the pace. He made, he made it work on the first lap. And he never really looked in trouble. I think the closest Fernando got to him was about 1.5 seconds. And he just... He, he got me thinking because the last uh, two or three races, we've been really enamored with how Sebastian Vettel has kind of mm -hmm. bounced back and got that podium and some really good results. But I think um, taking the points away race for race, I still think Lance has had the better season. He's almost, especially if you think about the fact that uh, he started from the back in, in uh, Paul Ricard mm -hmm. because he wasn't able to do a lap. And then he, of course, had a puncture in Baku. So I still think race for race, Lance has been the better driver. And how is that going to play out? Because another really strong weekend just... Flawless, made no mistakes. I think, yes, Seb's had the, the higher peaks, of course. Yes, the bigger result, um, that P2 was massive. But I feel like, yeah, performance-wise, Stroll's definitely been more consistent. I don't know, I, I wouldn't necessarily say, I, I still think, like, Seb was, Seb, Seb had a pretty forgettable race, didn't he? He qualified P12, ended up P12. Yeah, a couple of lock-ups lock well. train. Yeah. yeah, a couple of lock-ups, like, that wasn't really much to write on for Seb. But I think, like, Lance Stroll, like, obviously we all know Lance gets, you know, doesn't get much credit. He He's got a lot of stick over his career because of the opportunities that his, you know, family wealth has brought him. But you can't argue with the fact that those opportunities have turned him into a very, very talented racing driver. He's the th he was before before this season, last season, yeah. he was the second youngest. I don't know. I think Sh obviously Schumacher and Mazepin are probably younger than him still now. But um, like Lance Stroll, honestly. Well, he then. was, yeah, and I think... It's going to be tight between them two, I think. For sure, and I think it will be really interesting, although Seb definitely needs to beat him. That'll be a big, big team battle there. But I think with Lance, I was critical of him last year because I thought third best car in the field. He finished up pretty... Yes, he was unlucky. The end of his season was poor. It was poor. Yeah. But now, this is a really strong season up against a four-time world champion, definitely. a brand new challenge. And yeah, he did a, a phenomenal job. Don't get me wrong, the whole, you know, daddy's cash thing, it's, it is going to follow him. But I think we have to respect and really talk about his uh, great driving ability because again... Quale. Um, a great weekend, really Quality. good for Lance. And one more really strong drive I think we need to talk about. Very poor qualifying, hence why the drive was so strong. Yeah. It was Kimi Raikkonen. Yeah. P18 to P11, jumped Seb at the end as well. Now, Alfa Romeo, you, you, you expect... I was quite surprised that he managed to get past Seb at the end, but he just seemed yeah. to have a lot more confidence. And I mean, again, he loves his hobby, Kimi. Yeah. And uh, it's one of them that, again, didn't really... Maybe, maybe he just maybe he just likes fighting through from the back. Maybe he just enjoys that more. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, he's just got to the him. point in his career, like, ah, do I really want to be starting like 10th and going to 9th? I mean, that's yeah. just, what, is, what even is that? Let's go from Boring. the back. Yeah, uh, yeah I think Kimi's, in terms of qualifying, his best days are way behind him. But in the race the experience and the knowledge and the know-how to stay out of trouble and go for the moves and look after the tires mm. and be there at the end when it counts was yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. And again, what do you say? Do you start 18th or 19th? Yes, 18th. To it's go nice. from 18th to 11th, overtake Seb towards the end of the race, it was it was a really good race and I'm sure he enjoyed yeah. it. Well, like you well, say, in his own little way, of course. It is, yeah, I think it's 5-2 Giovinazzi in qualifying now. So yeah, you're right. Like In terms of quality, and obviously Antonio was unfortunate because he got spun round, didn't he, by, yeah. um, by Pierre. So yeah, Kimi... For sure had a worldie, definitely in the race, at least anyway. But anyway, right, let's talk head-to-heads now. Let's go through all 10 driver pairings and pick out who was our driver of each. Mercedes, I want to start with, because I actually think Bottas had the stronger race than Lewis. Stronger overall than Lewis. No, absolutely disagree. In every, first of all, why are we starting with Mercedes? Mate, 
Max Verstappen, Red Bull. Anyway, we'll leave that for a little bit. No, there was no way. Old habit ga- start hard, okay? First of all... You're in the jacket. Yeah, first... <laughs> first of all, absolutely disagree. Uh, Valtteri Bottas did not have the better race because, number one, he was miles behind Lewis. Like, did you see the gap before Lewis pitted uh, for the for the fresh tyres? Let me just give him some credit, all right? Because he's, he's not going to come out on top of Lewis. Look, look uh, he beat him in qualifying. Yes, he got a bit lumbered in the race, but... It wasn't a. It wasn't that big a gap, was it? I can't even remember. It was huge. Okay, I'm not out here throwing pity parties for for drivers. <laughs> it is Lewis. No, Lewis Hamilton had the better had more right. pace, had the better weekend, and he had fastest lap okay. as well. All right, fair enough. You've convinced me. Lewis Hamilton <laughs> then takes it for Mercedes. Um, all right, then Red Bull. Stronger then, weekend. Sergio Perez convinced me. Mate. Stronger weekend. It's obviously said. No, I mean, it's not. It's Max Verstappen, obviously, isn't it? It's like it's faultless weekends. You can't. He didn't put a foot wrong, did he? Yeah, I mean, it's an open and closed case. Didn't Max, matter. I mean, qualified on pole. I think he was just, he got out of the DRS. He just kind of dominated the race and looked after his time. I think he probably pitted earlier than he probably would have wanted. He could have just kept going. So incredible weekend by Max. Christine. And he's really putting the uh, the pressure and the screws on Lewis and Mercedes. He is. And nice little cheeky little burnout at the end. I love it. Which I love to see. I know Michael Massey wasn't too happy, but I'm yeah. like, oh, shit, calm down, mate. Like, yeah. It's fine. It's fine. Love it. Um, all right. McLaren, Lando, Daniel, Oh, I boy. mean, we haven't really talked about Daniel's yeah. weekend, have we? Um, obviously, Lando, we've I mean, obviously waxed Lando, lyrical yeah. about him. Yeah. Fantastic. Daniel Ricciardo. Look, to be fair, yes, his qualifying was bad. He did have an engine issue, which meant he, that he gained loads of positions at the start and then lost them all subsequently because he had no power for half a lap. So that was unfortunate. But still, I mean, he's still way off Lando, isn't he? Yeah, I get the whole we can look at, oh, you know, he had a power loss. But okay, forget the points, forget where he finished. But not a great qualifying, wasn't able to overtake when the power did miraculously come back. So, yeah, I mean, 100% Lando. <laughs> he doesn't believe it. Tim believe Foyle. It. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm all about the conspiracies <laughs> today. Um, but yeah, he, he was needs, stuck at the back of the train, wasn't he? Yeah, I'm not ready to kind of give up on Ricardo. but if we get to the last third of the uh, last third of the season and we're still seeing these results, I mean... He took a while. Saying, Look, I, I, We're going to go to DEFCON 2. I think we've learned that Daniel isn't the most adaptable driver. Yeah, he's one of them that he he needs because he took a long while to get used to that Renault as well. But the thing is with the Renault, the pace was there. It was just the braking. So I think there's something different going on. Maybe, I don't know. With with the Renault, I felt like the pace was there. That's a big part of driving to brake. It's not, anyway, it's like, oh, I'm Lando great at driving Norris. in a straight line. I'm great at putting my foot down on the throttle. That's that's the other main bit. You I, know? I disagree like on him. Not, I, I disagree with him not being adaptable. I feel like he could be. And I mean, he he got in. Mm, anyway, I don't know. Because we'll, we'll this, agree has, happened to disagree twice, on that this one. has happened twice now. The Renault, he did take a long while. When you look at how quickly. It was not a long while. To get used like to that Renault. Six or seven races. Yeah. Well, it took more than most. Yeah, but then he was already when, when he was ahead of Hulkenberg when you look for at the entire season then. Carlos has jumped into that Ferrari, hit the ground running. When you look at how quickly a lot of drivers have got used to their packages relative, you look at Sergio, you look, look a lot of drivers, how they've got close to their teammates very quickly. Daniel's no, miles no, no. off still. Oh, yeah, yeah, I no. love Daniel. I love him. He's one of my favorite drivers, but you can't ignore the facts. Yeah, no, I'm, not, I'm not saying about this season. I'm talking about 2019. He did not just jump in and struggle for half a season. It was about what, in the Renault? five or six races. Yeah. Mm. We'll see. We'll I see. I don't know. I don't know. I want to get a Wikipedia. Yeah, we'll get, we'll get the uh, results back out. Right. I'll show you. But either way, Lando for sure. Yeah, definitely the stronger driver of the weekend. Ferrari, Carlos. Yeah, it's Carlos. I, just, it? I mean, I get. I just. I'm I, not all about that. Let's give it. Let's give it to Charles because he overtook some cars. He should have been ahead <laughs> of in the first place. Carlos Sainz. 
Facts, yeah. It, it just was Carlos. Great yeah. try from Carlos. Great recovery from Charles, but shouldn't have been there in the first place. Carlos shouldn't have been P12 in the first place. I will say that. Yes. But at the same time... It's yeah. where you finish, not where you start. Still, I think, the stronger weekend of the two. So, well yeah. done, Carlos. Um, Alpha Tauri, I mean, obviously, Pierre got yeah. binned out. Yuki <laughs> had a, a pretty good weekend in the points. It was all right. It was the... When you look at where the potential of that car was I with agree, Lando actually, and... Yeah. I think Yuki did the bare minimum. But again, this this was a good weekend for him, but it was an okay weekend for Alpha Tauri relative to where that car should be. So, mm. I mean, do we have to go? Pierre's weekend I still was feel bit... I should go Pierre. Well, he, well, he couldn't. He didn't get any race um, sessions in FP2, did he? Because the he car an was issue, yeah, the engine like that, had an yeah. issue. And then in, yeah, I qualified P6, was that? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I still, I don't know. You can't not give it to... <laughs> Yuki, though, because he actually finished the race, but that is not really I just Pierre's want to give it fault. to Pierre. I mean, he was great. Okay, I'm going to give it to Yuki. Come just on, to, you know, come on. Big he up got, Yuki. He got to the end. Big up, Fair Yuki. Enough. And um, he needs these results. Alpine. Yes. I mean, easy. I've, do you know, I've been saying, Esteban Ocon, ever since he got that deal, ever since he got the three years, he's, he's been like, nowhere. He's just, I'm out. I got, oh, the, I got the money. Three-year deal. Don't have to worry now. Come yeah. No, obviously we'll check it, but. but Fernando has turned it up now. This is the Fernando I thought we were going to have from race one. And it took him a while to get to get used to, but... You know what's interesting? I, I remember we were talking about this. So Fernando under-delivered for you at the start of the year. 100%. I think he over-delivered my expectations. And now it's kind of with Ocon. Now Ocon's under-delivering... And it, I know it's, it's it, and the gap was quite big as well. It wasn't as if they were like really close uh, throughout the entire weekend, especially well, in qualifying in the race. It, it was qualifying, I think, that did the job. Because again, yeah. the fact that Alonso was leading that train tells me that the Alpine just didn't have pace relative yeah, was, to the cars. Because the fact that Stroll was, wasn't leading that train, it was Fernando leading that train. And he was getting attacked by George Russell in a Williams tells me that that was all about Fernando smashing it in qualifying. I think this Q3. is the this is Great now the drop. Fernando that we saw in 2018, just consistent, always picking up the points. Maybe not, maybe not the big result because the car just isn't there. I mean, yeah, he was being attacked by the Williams and attacked by uh, Yuki Tsunoda, but this is what Fernando does. This is what I expected, and I'm he happy that up. he's back. And it's just how this puts pressure on Esteban Ocon. Don't get me wrong; I think this is going to be a big weekend I mean, for Esteban. Had two, he's had two bad races. Yes, but now it's getting to the point where the points gap is building just a little bit, and. I don't think they've got a chance to catch Aston Martin, yeah. but you never know. That's the thing, because in races where they're both finished, I think Esteban is still finished ahead of Fernando more than... But again, it's Fernando... swinging back the other way Fernando now, had a um, very like, relatively poor start. You can see he's getting his... He's still, yeah. He's getting used to it now. Like He's getting Q3. That's second weekend in a row, is it Q3? I think so, yeah. Um, and whereas at the start of the year, he was kind of... Yeah, really just about qualifying. getting into Q2, yeah, yeah. But it, it is coming. So yeah, easy... Easy dub for Fernando. The qualifying and the race pace is all coming together. Mm. There's still more out of Fernando because I know he can be even better, but it's going really well. Yeah, very well, very well. Afromo? I mean, it's going to be a bit harsh on Gio because he's had the step over Kimi almost the entire weekend. Him. And had it not been for Charles effing Leclerc, who they're obviously, you know... Angry. Yeah, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> Mr. Producer. You can tell he's wearing a Mercedes jacket. Exactly. Had it not been for Charles, obviously, going into Gasly and then Gasly accidentally kind of knocking... He couldn't uh, do Gio much about yeah. Yeah, yeah. But Gio, there's just still something about that driver lineup where I feel if they had... Uh, a superstar that was great in qualifying and then in the race as well. I think they've could have, I think they could have scored points. 
Mm. I think they're missing that special driver that can just pull something out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, Charles was that driver when he was at Sauber, wasn't he? That 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 year that he just came in and just hit the ground running, was operating at the very ceiling of that car. And there is some, and there are still some great drivers in F2, and I understand that Giovinazzi and Raikkonen they're solid, but. Do Alfa Romeo just want to, or Sauber as they maybe could be, because the the Alfa Romeo deal still isn't a hundred percent for twenty twenty two. But there's still so many great drivers in mm. F two. So do they just want to be solid, well, or do they ha- want to have an, an exceptional? Eilat Schwartzman, Porsche they've got Eilat on the books. Yeah, they've Porsche got on the books. is actual Sauber Academy, not even. Yeah, you know, it depends how long Kimi sticks around. I as think well. they need. I think they need to just go for it. Do you reckon? Yeah, do you reckon? Do you reckon? We'll see. Um, all right, Haas. Talk Haas. I mean, another 35-second game. They had a bit of a ding-dong, didn't they? They had a bit again. of a battle again, which is it's nice to see. Is this the third week playing. in a row, by the way? Because it was Baku as well, and I think it might have been a little yeah, bit of a Yeah, it is, it is. I mean, because Mazepin had a, was up to P16 at the start. Obviously, he benefited from Latifi going wide, Gasly yeah. being taken out, and Giovinazzi spinning. Um, and then Schumacher got him back. And yeah, the, the gap by the end of the race was huge. I, what, yeah. what, I don't under, what I just don't understand is that in Formula 2, like Mazepin was finished, I think he's finished fifth last year. He won a couple of races. Like the pace differential wasn't massive, but in the race, the pace gap between Schumacher, and we, again, it's hard to say, is this because Mazepin's really bad? Is it because Schumacher's so good? Like, why is that gap so big? Because it is always massive in the race. The, the quality gap was only a, a tenth or two, but in the race, it was huge. Yeah, I, I want to see, actually, because I don't know off the top of my head what the average gap in quality is between the two of them at the moment. But yeah, in the races, Mick just, I think it's just Formula One. <laughs> I mean, a bit obvious, but Formula One is not easy. It's not easy to just jump in and get used to it, especially no, when no, you no. get thrown into a Haas. And obviously both of them have had their issues, but in terms of the pace when it comes to the tyres, and just the overall race pace, Mick mm. is quite a long way ahead of uh, ahead of Mazepin. But yeah, I'm going to go obviously Mick. But it's it's definitely something that again, if if has to want to challenge in 2022, it's not just about oh yeah we put everything towards that year. They still need their drivers to deliver. So mm. yeah, there's there's some catching up that Nikita needs to do. Williams, Russell Latifi. Obviously, Russell didn't finish, but I think Russell was having such a strong weekend. It's a bit harsh on Latifi because he did get uh, that puncher first lap. So yeah, you don't but, know where his pace would have been relative to because he he caught Mazepin, he didn't catch Schumacher. I yeah, I get but that, but Russell's weekend. Th- this this isn't like it? the uh, Sonoda versus Gasly. I, I, for me, this is still George Russell because I don't think yeah, that I Latifi I did. I, I get that he got knocked out in the first lap and had to pit, but there was still I don't know. I I feel like Latifi is really falling behind a little bit in terms of qualifying and the race over the last few races. And again, it's another one of those: is just Russell so good, yes. or is Latifi not very good? No. Oh well, both. Well, yeah, <laughs> harsh, harsh, but true. But look, look Latifi, I, I feel like in, in terms of, you know, his F2 record, he was, was pretty solid. Like he won a couple of races, right. finished second in F2 before he got the, the jump up yeah. behind Nick DeVries, but just hasn't worked out. I think we haven't done Aston Martin. Oh yeah, we forgot. I've left Aston Martin to the end. I do apologise to the Green Army. Aston Martin fans are just Stroll raging Vettel, in the comments. Well, look, it, it's clearly Stroll, isn't it? Out yeah. qualified his teammate. Very, very solid race from Lance Stroll. Seb just had a bit of a meh. Yeah, meh it was one, didn't he, really? Yeah, he, was, he seemed to be all right through practice, but there was just no kind of real pace in qualifying. And Lance mm. just, again, I'm very excited to see that kind of head-to-head because I thought it was going to be like, you know, Sebastian Vettel all the way, but Lance has been very impressive. And I think it's going to be interesting. This was a very, very strong weekend by, uh, by Lance, showing where that car maybe should have been. Smashed it, smashed it. But look... The- <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. The, the Aston Martin one weekend it looks solid, the next it's 
I think it's better than the Alpine. But I think they've got, I think it's quite consistent that they're better in the race. They've got mm. really good tire life. I mean, yeah. you can put them on any strategy you want and they'll be able to take it there. So I think that's the way, I, I do think that they're better than Alpine. And mm. again, it was that he was never, at no point was Lance Stroll under, under real any pressure from Fernando Alonso. No, definitely. He was definitely falling backwards. But um, but there we go. We're going to do it all again next weekend at that's the same track. Austrian Grand Prix. Austrian Grand Prix. Very different. I, I expect, what, what's, your, what's your big, you got any big prediction? He's sticking out early doors. Oh, Ferrari podium. Ferrari podium. I've definitely jinxed that now because literally every <laughs> single time I've opened my mouth over these last few days, I've jinxed it. Even Mbappe in the football. Yeah. Within 10 minutes, I was like, Mbappe's having a worldy game today. So yeah, yeah every, single, every single French fan can now blame you. I'm going to go <laughs> George King, George Russell in the points and not just in 10th, in 9th or better. I'm not saying anything. Book it. I'm not saying anything, all right? <laughs> Maybe maybe you're the good luck charm. Maybe I'm the bad luck charm. I'm wearing this Mercedes jacket for a reason because this is where he's going to be next season. Channeling the vibes. But yes, thank you everyone for listening on your podcast platform. Thank you everyone for watching on YouTube. It's been a pleasure as always. As always. If, you know, we'd appreciate, you know, you should maybe go and check out the subscribe button. You know, just, just mosey on down there. There's some good stuff in the comments, but also just give give it a little wave. Maybe give it a little click. That notification bell as well. Don't forget that. Um, and like the video as well, because that helps us and lets us know that you like what we're doing. Thank you again for watching. Thank you again for listening. We'll see you next weekend for the post-race of the Austrian Grand Prix. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you in the next one.